welcome everyone to My Black Book Journal, powered by Act Justly Love Mercy, where we explore back Black stories through book reviews and interviews to uncover lessons in life, love, and leadership. And I'm excited about today's guest and what we have the opportunity to speak about. I have Craig Lamar Brown joining me today to talk about his new movie, Between Mercy and Me. How are you doing today, sir? Doing well. I'm doing well. Danny, thanks for having me, man. It was a pleasure to have you on My Black Book Journal. So whenever we have a new guest on My Black Book Journal, we always take a few moments at the beginning and have them walk us through their journey and how they got to this point in their life. So will you take a few moments and walk our listeners through your journey and how you got to this point? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, the journey's been quite strange, but here we go. Um, so I believe this is 2019. Um at the time, I had three kids. Uh, I was working as a software engineer um, at Kroger, and uh, just for uh, fun, and I was doing some freelance uh, work on a mobile uh, streaming application for a producer in LA. And at the time, he was working on uh, a new film, and he was, you know, looking for uh, a, a lead actor. Um, and he asked me if I wanted to audition for uh, a much smaller role, not the lead role, like a much smaller role in the film. He was just trying to fill some other roles. And I auditioned. He loved the audition. And he ended up giving me the lead role uh, for, for the film. Uh, so from there, um, and the name of that movie is God's Fool. And uh, in the midst of that, I realized that I just had a lot more... Um, energy on the creative side more ideas and um you know that that's just kind of like the way my brain shifted naturally and creatively um so as i wrapped that movie up i kind of realized like i probably won't do acting again uh i it's not something that um you know i wanted to pursue uh and if i were to uh work in you know um film production like i probably write and direct um, so, uh, in 2020, uh, like in the you know, height of COVID, uh, you know, racial unrest and, uh, you know, the, the world was just on fire, right? It was just chaos. Um, and I thought like, man, like what's, where are we missing? Like, what is it, what is the best way to have a, you know, a healthy and productive conversation around our race? And uh, that just led to one thing after another. Um, I started writing, and um, I was pretty proud of uh, what I had in place. Like conceptually, at, at that point, I was like, "Okay, like this definitely could work. Uh, I definitely think we could do this well." Um, and then I started uh, basically asking for money. So I started <laughs> hitting up investors, like, "Hey, I, I have this." Kind of, I mean, it's a it's a gutsy idea because you know you're making a movie about race, uh, and and I'm not sure if you know this, but in the independent film world, you typically don't make money back <laughs> or money yeah. at all. So um, it was, you know, it was it was quite the sell. However, uh, people loved the concept and uh, they understood the idea and they funded the project. Um, so and that kind of set me off to my next feature film, which is, you know, kind of crazy. Like I, I you know, I've, I've been on a lot of podcast interviews, like the the trajectory to how I got here is just 
really just a lot of blessings that have come with it. Um, almost anytime I, you know, took a step, there was a yes. And, um, and I think part of that was, I, I, I can't take all the credit for it, but like part of it was just, um, I, I think the story needed to be told, um, in regards to, um, you know, the, uh, b- between mercy and me, that is. Uh, so yeah, that, so that's my journey of how I'm now, a, um, you know, writer and film director. Yeah. It's just pretty, <laughs> pretty wild. So it's, you know, you, you wrote, you directed, you acted in it, you produced it, you know, between mercy and me. And you also deal with a lot of heavy topics in this. Tell us a little bit about what that writing process was like for you. Um, And so tell us a little bit about what the writing process was like. Then what did you want people to really experience and encounter when they interacted with this film? Yeah, that's a good question. So the the writing process, uh, it was it was pretty tough. I mean, like, it's it's such a heavy topic, and like we tackled it pretty hard. Uh, and I think we did it well uh, in, a, in a lot of ways. But like, it was just it was very difficult in the sense of like, how can we sell people on an hour, you know, and a half, almost two hour film about race? <laughs> so it um and and not offend both sides so much to where like it misses everyone uh, so it, it it took a lot of um one just really just just praying just asking god for help uh, to um like just bouncing ideas off of people whether it's my wife uh other creatives and just seeing if it lands um so the I mean, it, it went through, gosh, probably six drafts, uh, I believe. Um, we had to, uh, one, rewrite it for another. Uh, I, I had another person cast for to play one of the leads, but we had to swap them out last minute. And then so I had to rewrite the film in general for that to fit that person's character uh, and their, the way they talk and all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, it was a lot. A lot of iterations, making sure that, okay, like, one, is this a good story? Um, I know there's a lot of other elements that makes it a pretty good movie, but, like, in the writing process, you just got to make sure that the story uh, connects and that it lands and that it does, you know, hopefully everything that I um, I wanted to do. So I had uh, some vision in regards to, like, what I want people to feel in moments, um, what... I want people to walk away in moments uh, within the film. So, yeah. So, I mean, the, the writing process was a roller coaster. Uh, however, we did get some feedback. And I did have a co-writer, uh, Andrea Summer, uh, who wrote uh, um, a lot of the music for the film. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so that was a process. And now, um, like... After going through that process and watching the movie, my hope is that you know people um, can see can see themselves inside of it. Uh, you know, like I said, like you know, in 2020, like with COVID and, and, and racial rights and, and everything that was going on, um, I 
it was more of this instead of this. And I really wanted to um, unify people uh, with the movie, but also challenge. Uh, so, like, when someone watches the movie, they, sh- they should feel challenged. Uh, they should feel inspired to, uh, to take steps in having, um, you know, healthy conversations around race. So you brought up the music, which is phenomenal in the movie. Um, I love the music. Um, it was so beautiful and it was so, the score of it was, was just like it, the tension, the scenes, the music fit. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what that process was like is, was bringing that music into it, really wanting to tell this story around music, but also, you know, why'd you also choose to deal with some of these difficult topics, um, kind of centered around an interracial relationship. Like, so you, you really centered around these. Uh, mm-hmm. Hugo and and Mercy coming together in their relationship, but you also brought in the element of music. Tell us why you wanted to center your story around those things. Yeah, so uh, you know, music is one of those things that I, I like penetrates uh, like racial barriers. Um, you know, like if you're at a baseball game and everyone breaks out. No, sorry, seeing you know, take me out to the ball game, take me out to the park. Everyone joins in, right? We don't think about it. Um, and and I can say that for you know a hundred other songs, right? Like no one thinking about your race, background. So it has a power to 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 penetrate uh, racial barriers, and I definitely wanted to make sure that I added that element because again, um, the subject is heavy. So it's just doing the movie about you know, race and tackling stereotypes and gentrification and and then, like, challenging black people to take responsibility as well. And it's like, if I were just to write that and it's just be all dialogue, it's like, no thanks, good, next. <laughs> like, if I'm, if I'm watching that or Netflix, I'm like, no, no thanks, good. So I, so I knew, I, I from the get, like, I knew that music, had to be intertwined within the story to help carry it. Um, so that was like one of my goals to make sure that the music um, was amazing. Uh, so, uh, so that was the inspiration behind music, and and also like in you know the the score part of that as well was very uh, important. So so we have songs where you know the the you know leads are, are are singing they have their um you know there there are times where they're you know performing or you know their songs help Kevin sort and then there's uh you know something else that sits beneath it which is the score um so like again like you you watch the movie you know that there's some really tense moments and like um me being a very emotional person and being moved by music in an emotional way like I wanted to make sure that uh the music um, just made someone feel something in that moment so that they can reflect on the inside. And I think, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm sure there's other art forms that you can maybe inspire that, but I knew, uh, the score and music in general will help with that. So yeah, that's why for music, um, and, and also, uh, yeah, uh, an interracial um, friendship uh, in the film was 
I think very important and that was kind of centered around romance because um and I think of uh you know what like this this kind of t- tackled a lot of stuff within the church and how you know the church has been you know kind of like passive in regards to having you know these other conversations and I thought the best way to do it was through um a love story and of course with with the music right um and because, like, and I think in a lot of cases, uh, you know, love wins, right? Um, you can, um, if two people are in love, I think in a lot of cases, it's celebrated. It may be some pushback, but everyone's kind of like, no, love is love. <laughs> like, um, so, but also, like, there's tension, too. Like, there's, like, some things that you just... Like to have a healthy relationship with uh, your spouse or a significant other, a friendship, like, you know, there will be times of tension, things that you have to fight for in order to, you know, uh, progress. Uh, so, um, and I thought there's like no better way to do that than through um, a love story part of this as well. And then uh, with, you know, one person being, being black uh, with our lead Hugo being black and him uh, uh, dating a white woman, Mercy, uh, in the film. And it's just, there's so much like, you know, you have these two sides, right? And um, they're both musicians and they come together and we're able to see some of their similarities as they uh, grow throughout the story. Yeah. You know, one of the things I can I can really identify with and, and it seems that you're really trying to bring this out in your in, in the movie is this place based engagement, right? Like Hugo is a is a man who's chosen to engage his community and he, he feels a lot of tension and conflict for that decision a lot. Sometimes he gets it from his family, sometimes he gets it from people in the community who may have a different vision for that community, sometimes he gets it from his pastor. What would you say to those Hugos out there who feel called to engage, love their community, but they're getting, they're, they're seeing gentrification, they're engaging the challenges that have existed in that community for a long time. They may be getting pressure from external for- forces like their friends and family. What would you say to those people who wanna make an impact in their community, uh, but maybe a little discouraged, maybe a little tired? Yeah, yeah, it's, I think keeping your, so all of those emotions are right. Uh, discouragement, um, you know, weariness, um, you know, just heaviness like those. It's okay. It's okay to feel those uh, and process those. But still, just keeping your eye uh, fixed on the goal. It's not easy. You know, like, I wish that it was just like, hey, like, ah, pick her head up. Keep going, partner. You know, <laughs> it's not it's, it's not that easy. Um, so you have to one, realize that like what you're signing up for when you're, you know, in a community that may have some oppression or if like you're, you know, working with, you know, kids who have just been dealt a bad hand or in in general, like if you're there and you're trying to uplift um, a community, um, like you need to keep your eye uh, fixed on the goal and say, hey, like, here's what I'm going to do. And uh and die to yourself sacrifice so it's it's you know i i wish that there was an easy answer to like oh yeah just do these things and then everything will be sweet like no that's just 
that's just not um, what people in these communities have signed up for. Uh, they didn't sign up for um, uh, a big paycheck or, um, you know, a name on a wall. Like, they do it out of love. And um, if you're doing something out of love, again, like, it it wins. Like, the, you, you hear a verse at weddings all the time. It's like, love, love conquers, uh, love, and then love, love wins, right? Uh, so I think... Um, Keeping that goal, uh, staying committed, loving, and also, like, it's okay to feel all of those feelings, uh, but also just uh, remembering that, like, this is what you signed up for and this is what you're called to and uh, and leading in that way. So the movie releases on June 20th for a a one-day run, right? Um, Day after Juneteenth. Tell us a little bit about the strategic decision of releasing the film uh, the day after Juneteenth, and where can people watch this film? Yeah, so uh, we definitely, um, I, I'm not sure how strategic it was. I think it just kind of worked out that way, honestly. And we looked at the calendar, it's like, oh, like, this is amazing. Like, it's a, you know, it's a, the day after. Like, this is, this is great. Uh, so <laughs> there was no genius on that side. It just it just kind of worked out that way. But um, uh, yeah. However, we are capitalizing on that. Like uh, it's such a uh, a great time uh, to really enter into those conversations, uh, especially like when you factor in the gentrification part of the film. And not that's that's not the whole film, uh, but like there's is it is a piece of it and. Uh, I think it's a time for, uh, one, like, I think, like, black people, I mean, this is written from a person who's a black who grew up in the industry of Detroit. Like, I've, you know, seen and felt, you know, a lot of things that the, the, the Lee has, uh, that goes through. Um, so I think black people are heard uh, in this moment. Uh, I think they feel understood, um, but also our challenge and and presented with like you know tools uh on how to move the conversation forward um so yeah like that that time worked out and yeah i'm i'm really excited about it and where people can watch the movie uh it's it'll be in uh 750 theaters i think you could just go to fathomevents.com and uh type in between mercy and me and like search your location uh they made it really simple uh to do that and yeah you'll you'll be able to find uh a location that's playing the movie in your area or in just just google it as well like you'll you'll find the location so yeah yeah so i i have a, a sign on my desk that says be who you needed when you were younger and you just spoke about growing up in in Detroit, um, which is a city with a rich history, um, but also well-documented challenges. Can you share a little bit about how you would like to serve as an inspiration to like young people or anyone seeking to follow in your footsteps um, who may feel like making a pivot like that or reaching some of the things you've been able to do seems impossible? Yeah, I would say... Um there's today there's just so many resources someone who works in tech and i i mean i taught myself a lot of things i taught myself how to code uh i taught myself uh 
filmmaking in a way and writing. Uh, and a lot of that was just done through having resources at my hand, having um, a laptop. So if you, uh, one, if you have a cell phone with a uh, Wi-Fi connection, uh, like you're off to a good start. So just being able to um, Google or if you need help, like, like ask someone um, at school or, um, but yeah, just being able to uh, just Google uh, how to dot, dot, dot uh, is a good first step. Um, and then actually um, creating. So if someone, uh, you know, for this art form in particular, uh, make a make a little video, uh, write a little script. Uh, just start and do something, and the more you just get reps, uh, the better you become. And you know, or and there's always the traditional uh, film school route, but uh, I, I, I honestly think there's just so many resources where people can uh, start right away. Um, that's you know is is at our fingertips. So yeah, awesome. So after the twentieth. Will people be able to stream the movie? Will they be able to, like, will, will it be housed somewhere or buy yeah. the movie so that they can? Yeah, so uh, after the 20th, uh, we'll, we'll be hosting, um, it, there will be options to host it in, like, large church groups. So if uh, you, at that point, you'll be able to just say, hey, pay a price and you stream it with your church community. Um, so that, that will be an option. Um, also, like, we'll have, um, some type of streaming distribution at some point. <laughs> uh, yeah. We had a couple of people uh, reached out. I think that's kind of in the works, but we're we're focused on uh, the theatrical release. So, um, but uh, at betweenmercyandme.com, like you'll be able to stay up to date and follow the socials uh, as well to keep up with um, what's going on there. Uh, but yeah. Okay, so people can go to BetweenMercyAndMe.com, and what's the social handles? Uh, Between Mercy and Me. Okay, okay, and where can they follow your work specifically? At Craig Lamar Brown um, on Instagram, and Brown Brown Films is uh, my company. Um, so you can find me at BrownBrownFilms.com and also uh, Instagram. Uh, Brown Brown Films and just to stay up to date and yeah we're we're we've got some uh, big goals in mind so if there's any creatives out there any people who are you know wanting to step in this particular um, you know creative path uh, yeah feel free to reach out uh, we're, we're we're always working on things and um, yeah awesome so Finally, before we get you out of here, um, we have something on my Black Book Journal called Reading Brings Me Joy. But we're going to flip it and remix it a little bit and go with Movies Bring Me Joy just for you. Um, can you tell us about a movie that you watched recently that has brought you joy? Mm. Oh, man, that's a that's a good one. Uh, I think uh, we, we just watched the new Peter Pan Um and I have five kids, so like we we do movie night um, on uh, every Friday night. Uh, they get to watch a movie because they don't get to they don't get a screen any other time during the week. But Friday nights, 
we we movie it up so uh we we just watched that and it was uh, yeah it was it, it was just really cool uh just looking at the perspective uh of that film and uh yeah yeah i just love like I me mean, we there's i don't know how many peter pans now but like uh i just love that's what i love about story there's so many ways you can enter into a story and and just watching, uh, you know, the look on my kids' faces, and um, you know, it, it 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 was great. So that that definitely uh, brought me joy. Uh, I, I think more so the experience. So that's a that's a movie I can think of recently that has brought me the most joy. Yeah, I had the opportunity to watch that one as well. It brought back memories from my childhood. So was, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, that's cool. So. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on My Black Book Journal. You all, go check out Between Mercy and Me on June 20th. If you're a church or individual, go take a group of folks from the church. Go watch the movie. It is worth it. It's about an hour and 50 minutes. It is a really good movie. The music is fantastic. Fantastic. The acting is fantastic. And you, you, you should leave. Go get something to eat afterwards and then have a conversation about the movie and the themes in it. I think it'll be really fruitful. And for those who aren't able to go churches when there's an opportunity to stream it get a group stream it at the church i think it's worth it craig lamar brown thank you so much for joining us on my black book journal it has been a pleasure thanks sir i appreciate it brother